0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: In eighty six.
2: Well, well, well! It's my well, divine spark well, and well, my, divine spark my divine spark. It's my divine spark. Jack out, Shepard. Looking out, and what does he and see? And my divine spark is spark looking see? in. And what and, does he see? And what is what do they see? they and recognize? And what do something. you see? And what do you okay, recognize? This isn't gonna work if we both. And what are you doing? You're time. challenging me. <laughs> so you you're told coming me, at me
0: at the top of the episode. You're coming at me and you're challenging
2: yes. me. Yeah, because I was trying to say something. <laughs> You know you I'm just,
0: not in any kind of mood to be challenged <laughs> tonight, Jack.
2: Yeah, you told me you had a few cocktails in the park. I went out for the first time you since said it's you're four gonna be months. Belligerent. <laughs> and
0: I told slurred. you. I I said to you that I went out for the first time in four months this evening. Yeah. We're recording on an unprecedented Sunday evening. Because mm-hmm. I'm moving soon. Yeah. And I told you, Jack, I'm I'm saying goodbye to my New York friends. Yeah. I went out for the first time in four months out of my house mm-hmm. and had a responsible socially distanced evening in the park with my friends. And some mm-hmm. some of the friends are even your friends mm-hmm. from when you lived in New York. Yep. And I said, I've been drinking a little bit. Yeah. I've been having a good time. Yeah. And I might be a little belligerent. Belligerent. Yeah. And I owned up to it.
2: You owned up to it.
0: Yep. And I gave you every opportunity to take that in. Yeah, I'm prepared. Process it, it, prepare for it, change your demeanor to match mine. (laughs) Oh, I
2: see. Okay. And then what
0: instead what you did was you started
2: the episode by challenging me. Yeah. And so what what we've both learned, it looks like, is that this is my fault. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And we have learned that. Yes. uh, May I uh, let me can I ask you? Let's reset. Yes, please. Let's reset. And really think about how you're going to do it. And really think about. Tanner. Would it be okay with you if I told you that the divine spark in me recognizes the divine spark in you? I would love that, Jack. Okay. Thank you for saying that. The divine so. spark in me is it's peeking out. It's peeking out. It's been sleeping all day and it's peeking out from under the covers. It's pulling the covers down and it's looking and oh, there's light. someone Ooh, else. What's Ooh, that? What's that? Ooh, peekaboo! And I see it's light. What is that? Oh, I'm not alone. There's another divine spark and it's your divine it's spark. It's my divine spark. I, oh, and recognize it. And what is your divine spark? Mine's kind say? of
0: peeking. Mine's peeking around the d- the door frame.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And it's we recognize each And their other.
0: lights are co-mingling. Yes. It's kind of a redundant phrase, huh? Mingling.
2: I like co-mingling. It's evocative.
0: Uh and their lights their two lights are becoming one light and here we are in basking in the light of our divine sparks together this evening, Jack. It's a Sunday mm-hmm. evening. Yes. We're preparing for the Great Reckoning. You
2: yes, for the Great Reckoning.
0: Where I depart oh, right. for Stone From Newport. Middle Earth and I yes. go to the Grey Havens. Yeah, you've got with the elves it's,
2: uh, the, you've got a little coracle. To retire in peace. You've been told that that you've carried your burden too long and you're gonna row out yeah. into the ocean to the summer land. In the
0: most heavenly place I can think of. <laughs> yeah stony brook connecticut or as approximate as i can get to yes stony brook connecticut
2: that sounds good you and i have had very different days you've been out cavorting yeah getting very drunk it sounds like and looks like with
0: not very i had maybe like two roses
2: (laughs) cavorting and uh, what I did was I made some pineapple tofu and watched a Muppets movie with Cyril and Sarah. We we're trying a thing where we have dinner and a movie night. And Cyril <laughs> oh. calls it dinner night, which I really like. <laughs> what does he's he like, have every other he's night? He's like, I'm really looking forward to dinner night. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You want to make sure he doesn't say that in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> But he had never experienced Muppets in any real form before. And he was like, who's that? He's What's not a that? Sesame Street man? He's not a Sesame Street man. He's a, He watches doc, Ocean documentaries. Miles almost is a exclusively. Sesame Street man now. Okay. And so, he's,
0: he's formed some pretty strong opinions about Sesame Street.
2: Yeah. And I try to
0: guide him towards the good Sesame Street characters. Yeah. AKA the characters that I grew up with.
2: Like Animal. <laughs> yeah,
0: <okay>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he really likes the ones that all the children like, like Elmo. Melmo. Yeah. yeah. Lame. Do you call
2: Mel's. him Melmo? I didn't say Melmo, I don't think, but we can run back the tape. Um, <laughs> <Melmo>. <laughs> um, Zero has no context for Muppets, so it's interesting to see him experience it for the first time. He doesn't like the bad ones. So he, like, when Animal came on, he was like, I don't like this guy. I don't like any of these people. I don't want to have anything to do with this. Put the frog back on.
0: Yeah, the frog is good. Yeah, yeah. Sesame Street and Muppets are the same, but but different. But different the people Sesame do know Sesame Street that. is people like the that. Babysitters Club. Yeah,
2: and Muppets is like Sweet Valley High. Okay, yeah. People know, don't need don't need a metaphor, honestly, because I think people know really it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, knows yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Miles yeah. hasn't
0: been introduced to Animal. He hasn't been introduced to Kermit the Frog. Okay. Yeah. He just knows Elmo. He knows Big Bird. He knows Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. He knows Bert and Ernie. He points at Ernie sometimes. He'll, yeah. Like We've got uh, like the TV and the books. He'll point at Ernie and then point at Papa. And then he'll point at Bert and he'll point at like a picture of Uncle Jack.
2: That's I was going to say, th- thinking of exactly that, often anytime I'll put a podcast on in the car, which is anytime I'm driving the car, yeah. Cyril will say, that's Tanner. <laughs> yeah. Is but it it's often me? not. No, it's yeah. usually not. I don't listen to my own podcast in the car, in fact. <laughs> um it's usually like some like talking political pundit yeah like, um i uh this has been dad talk in fact.
0: dad talk yeah, yeah and that's how we started this episode
2: yeah welcome to the
0: show jack welcome to hi, the show, shay welcome to the show mona
2: yep they're not um, here yet we are going to be having uh we have actually haven't recorded the interview yet get
0: my head around this
2: yeah. No, they're not here. Cuz I thought this time for
0: once we hadn't pre-recorded the internet interview, so I thought like right. maybe You felt confident that I, they were like, like finally came in and I was like, "Oh okay, yeah, we haven't done this interview yet." <laughs> I know that it's
2: coming up. They're scheduled to speak with us before this episode comes out. So, if all goes well, yeah. you will be hearing from them, from okay. Stacy and Claudia. It's um, going to be fun. And if not, you know what? We'll record uh, us doing what we think they would have said. Yeah. And so <laughs> we'll, you'll find out. Uh, what I would love to say is hi, hi. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. Yeah, and you said it. And uh, it's a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard.
0: And I'm Tanner Greenring.
2: <laughs> discuss <laughs> the classic novels of The Princess of the Prince of Towns. St. Annabelle Matthews Martin. She is Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks and Bane to Bats. First of her name, last of her kind. Of course, you all know this, Last Hope for Humankind. Uh, but specifically, what we were talking about is the video novels by The Hand of God and Lucia and uh, some other folks. And yes, Rachel. Uh, Anne is lurking in the background. Uh, Anne making is sure always that, present. Yes. It
0: To be... A writer on the Babysitter's Club Netflix show is to be basking in the glory of Anne. Yeah. And if you ever cross Anne, you will be cast out of her loving gaze into the right. dark place. Yes. And you and and it is hell unto itself to be separated from her grace. Yes. Just that, grace.
2: just the fact of being separated from her, uh, is all the punishment that anyone could imagine yep. or need. Yep. Yep. Um, And I think we're on thin ice, I've got to say. We, I don't want to
0: speak out of turn. Yeah. But we had an opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: An opportunity presented itself. <laughs> and it very quickly dried up. Yeah. That opportunity. <laughs> faster than, faster
2: <laughs> than
0: I could have ever imagined. And I feel like that is a punishment we've received yeah, for that's a punishment our indiscretions yes and uh, over uh, the I'm last five years so sorry yes
2: um uh, uh, but what we're talking about this week more interestingly is a video novel a video text if you will um that is called the netflix show and it's number seven mm-hmm. and it's called boy crazy stacy
0: yeah shay mamona what was it like to be on set and Mamona, I know you weren't like a huge part of this episode because it largely takes place in Sea City, New Jersey, but what was it like to be on set in Montreal and just kind of like
2: have to inhabit these characters? Can you just speak on that a little bit? I'd love to remind you that they're not here and won't be here until we interview them later in the show. Mm-hmm. And so your questions are Dang. falling on. Deaf ears. So let's try to focus on what we can do, just the two of us here. Our divine sparks are intermingled. What we would particularly like, I think, is probably to describe this video novel, and you'll be delighted to hear that it's my turn. Thank God. To say (laughs) what happened. Yeah. Um, Would you like to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock? Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull one up. During those 60 seconds, I will describe every single thing that happens in this video novel. It was a good one. I liked it. It was fun. It was uh, fun in the sun. It was in Sea City. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. In five, four, three, one. Uh, Stacy and Marianne have an opportunity to go as o' pairs for the Pikes to Mommy the Pike selfers. family. I, you're not allowed to talk. Uh, They're going to go as au pairs for the Pikes to Sea City, New Jersey, a beach town where they will be looking after the many, many – Pike kids. Um, everything is going well until Stacy meets a very, very, very handsome lifeguard, 17-year-old lifeguard called Scott, and falls in love with him and uh, becomes obsessed with basically getting him sodas and candy, and he allows it even though he shouldn't because they're not right for each other, uh, and Marianne has to do all the work. Meanwhile, Marianne meets two handsome boys called Toby and Alex, and they are actually nice. Uh, at home, there is a B-plot whereby Mr. Spear and uh, Don's mom are or maybe getting back together? That's pretty interesting. Over in C City, uh, Scott shows that he's a cad and is just using Stacy. And Stacy figures it out when Scott makes out with his girlfriend in front of her, and it's really sad. And Stacy and Marianne uh, make up, and and that's the whole. You're up time, and that's everything. B A minus A minus. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of I kind of started to fumble towards the end a little bit, uh, but I got most of it out. A minus. There
0: wasn't really b plot. It's mostly focused on the plot in sea city yes the the mommy's helper stuff au pair as you say mr frenchy <laughs> okay it's pretty i mean it term. took place in. i i assume the episode like all the episodes was shot in montreal also it's actually somewhat appropriate that the beautiful the beaches run.
2: of montreal
0: they had to like write in a plot device which is like it's a
2: cold time of
0: year here on the beach. Yeah, they're all wearing like sweaters and shit. <laughs> yeah. At some point, Stacy's like, "It's not even a good time to be at the beach. It's so cold." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay, I get it." You're shooting in Montreal <laughs> in like October. <laughs> Um. Yeah. They they had to to write around the fact that it is Montreal and it is the beach.
2: Yeah. It is the beach of Montreal. And speaking of the beach, what I would love to do now is talk about some of the boys of the beach, the um, the Beach Boys, if you will. Specifically, a particularly odious character called Scott the Lifeguard. Okay. Because he <laughs> he at the eight minute and six second mark. He drops his whistle. Okay, and then Stacy picks it up, and yeah. Scott says,
0: "Keep it, my gift to you, cutie, cutie." Yeah, and it's yucky. It is yucky. It yeah. is yucky. Yes, I, I, so I, I captured in my notes that I had a hashtag swoon at six fifty because you see the slow motion shot of Scott the lifeguard running right. up, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, yeah!" Look at hunky those pets. Boy. Yeah, yeah, and then literally. At the eight eight minute seven second mark, he calls. He makes himself
2: genuinely distasteful. A
0: cutie. It's like a minute later. Yeah, and he and he's an unpleasant person to be around and think about. You know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not nice, but a a nice looking man, but the uh, the evil inside him. Yes. It's so rotten. Or if, you know what? Actually, I'm realizing it could be the actor is acting that. Okay.
0: That makes sense.
2: What else does he do? Scott. He
0: gives Stacy the the whistle. He ignores her every chance he can get. He calls her a cutie many times. It's kind of her pet name for her. Right. Um, when Stacy brings him a box of chocolates, he and his catty girlfriend sort of like she's great. make light of it, and she's like <laughs> Another little girlfriend beast that's in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> but then Toby sweeps in and he's like I'm here to save the day,
2: with his brown eyes. Okay, and he's got a he's got a real nerdiness to him.
0: Toby and Alex both have a nerdiness to them, which is yeah. I liked I like Toby and Alex
2: a lot. They yeah, a even though we know what, what they're gonna later gonna become.
0: Well, I'm wondering if maybe Lucia and Rachel and Dan and Alicia. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering what they have planned for Toby and Alex because. They've already made one decision, which I'm fine with, which is that Alex is a young gay man. Right. So, Alex talks about having a crush on a boy at theater camp. So, we already know that Alex. So,
2: Marianne never gets her kiss in the tunnel of love. Yes,
0: Alex and Marianne are not going to do a kiss. Right. Or, if they do do a kiss, it's going to be platonic. Right. But, Toby and Stacy do a kiss. Yes. At the end of the episode, but yeah. this this Toby is is again not our not the Toby we know. It's not the, the Toby
2: we know, but he's pretty cool. Yeah, and he does a thing that I think is a reference to uh, some of the stuff that's come up in the portrait collection, where at the twenty minute and forty second mark, uh, he quite sweetly uh, hands a gift to Stacy that is a book, and in the book he has written.
3: To Stacy, a very special mollusk.
2: Yeah. Um and then he says It's true.
1: The special part, not the mollusk
0: part. <laughs>
2: uh because we know that Stacy is in fact a lobster?
0: She's a lobster according From to the portrait
2: in the portrait collection. And stuff.
0: again, we can't yeah. constantly compare Yeah, the we can't Netflix compare. So they the made books. a different choice. Yeah. But in the books, Stacy is a lobster, yes, and not yeah. a mollusk, but is maybe a is maybe a, a lobster a mollusk?
2: Do we have any clam scientists who listen clam to the scientists show? because if we have any clam- si- and now is it a clam are they all the same?
0: I think the key part is shells, and I know all of them have shells yeah like, i here's what I'll say to the clam so scientists do pangolins so are
2: pangolins clams? I don't know, but I, what I was going to ask the clam scientist something if I may okay uh, let's and then both you can. We both get one question for
0: the clam scientist. Okay. My
2: question is, are pangolins clams? Okay. My question for the clam scientist is, why are you spending so much time making these fine classifications between different kinds of guys who are guys who have shells on them? Like, can we just have one word for it? It's exhausting. Right. You know? I think mollusks is the word for it. And mollusks
0: is it. I sort of believe. Mm-hmm. I would ha- I I hate to do this so early in the episode, but I think we need to induct the ghost writers. The Ooh. two new ghost writers into the canon. There's a new entity. There's a new entity, and yeah. they're truly an entity because I looked them both up. Welcome to the canon. Welcome to the pantheon, mm-hmm. Dan Robert and Leisha Brooks. Yes. The newest ghostwriters to the Babysitters Club,
2: and it seems like they're kind of pre. They haven't actually merged their flesh into one. I think they actually have yet, because I looked okay. them
0: up, and Leisha Brooks is a writer on a show called I Love Leisha. Okay, and Dan bro Dan Roberts is a show a writer on a show called I Love Leisha. So I feel like okay, okay. Leisha the Leisha Brooks part of. Leisha Brooks and Dan Robert has sort of gobbled up the Dan right. Robert part. Okay, yeah, that makes
2: sense. Yes. So, so I it's feel more Alicia like than Dan. Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
0: It's like um it's like uh, Quat- what's his name, Quato?
2: Quato in total recall.
0: Yes, Leisha is Quato and Dan is the big guy who Quato rides on.
2: They're a lot Quato is a lot like Krang, isn't he? <laughs> it's something to think Which about. Which came
0: first? <laughs> So I think the I and the reason I wanted to introduce Leisha yeah. and Dan is because I think what they are asking us to call them is the very special
2: mollusk. Right. They want us to call them the very special. And in mollusk. a way, okay.
0: Yeah. Leisha as the Quato has a shell. He ha- she's wearing this Dan shell around her.
2: Right. So and that she is a very special a mollusk. mollusk.
0: And again, the sci- the clan scientists are going to have to weigh in on this. Yeah. Does that count? Yeah. Does it count when one tiny human growing out of the stomach of another human? Mm-hmm. Who's actually the like
2: is the carapace? Yeah, is we gotta it, get is a clam the bigger, bigger human on the become the show? a
0: carapace? Yeah,
2: so challenging. Oh, well, speaking about. of shells, actually, okay. Speaking of heroes on the half shell, if I to coin a phrase, Dan and Leisha made a pretty interesting choice in this video novel. Uh, if you've watched the show uh the b plot which is all, it's 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 pretty diminished compared to the ccd plot but it's worth spending some time on because it's so interesting um it is related to uh, sharon and richard are broken up because I would richard say
0: a deep 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 c plot
2: okay that thanks for the classification the b plot is yeah.
0: definitely christy taking care of
2: oh yeah okay Sharon and andrew the deep so the deep c plot is richard and sharon yeah uh and they Um, are maybe getting back together even though things had gone badly. And at the 18 minute and 54 second mark, Richard shows up at Sharon's house inside a small aquarium with a note taped to his back that says,
3: Sorry, I went back into my shell.
2: Yeah. And it's very, it's an interesting choice.
0: It's an interesting choice. Uh, There's a few things that I imagined could be at play here. The first is uh, the one you're alluding to, which is obviously he has been
2: exposed to. He's become a turtle. Oh, right.
0: Uh, Mutagenic ooze. Mm -hmm. And he has transformed from a middle-aged man into a middle-aged mutant ninja turtle. Right. Um, (laughs) The, the second possibility is that he's a druid. Okay. And this is his, his wild form. Okay. Um, Can you pick a turtle
2: as a wild form for a druid?
0: I think so. Okay. I don't say why not.
2: Yeah. It just seemed like it would be a bad choice, probably.
0: Yeah. I also think this is pro- possibly a tortoise because the cage it's delivered in, or the I guess it it's not delivered because it's Richard, right?
2: He's delivered himself. He shows up, he's got a note taped to his back, and it says, it's, sorry, it's, I went back into my shell.
0: It's a non-aquarium Cage it's in, so yeah. it's, it might be a
2: tortoise. They're all the same to me, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's difficult to think about, and maybe I don't know if the clam. Well, we once again we have an animal in a shell. Yeah, and I think this f- definitely falls into the domain of clam, Clams. Yeah. most likely.
2: <laughs> so maybe God. the clam scientist can kind of weigh in on this. I really wish we had one. Yeah, I really wish we had one, and it's okay that we're dwelling on this as much as we have because it is an ocean book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. in the tradition of moby video dick book. and uh what's another ocean book
0: man old man in the sea
2: old man in the sea what's another yeah. ocean book um perfect storm <laughs> perfect storm and, and of course boy crazy stacy yes uh the great ocean books and video books
0: and video books yeah um Most so of the it is, have been turned into video books already yeah <laughs>
2: Um, I think it might be the time in our show where we take a quick break. Okay. And then uh, I want to talk to you about time. Okay. Is that all right? The
0: band from the 80s associated with Prince?
2: No. The uh, oh, metaphysical Huey, Huey Lewis concept the uh, that is certainly, according to Kant, uh, just a construct that we use to try like okay. see the world and isn't something that exists in reality. Oh, t- Tanner's already paused. I get, he said told me that he's already paused. So, goodbye to you guys. And now, a word from our sponsor, Better Help. Um a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to... um Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Tanner, I will say this as quickly as I can so we can dive more into the plot details of this excellent video novel. Uh, but in many ways, this video novel is a meditation on time and temporality. Okay. As I'm way. sure you noticed,
0: uh yes.
2: Yeah, uh there are, are I co- came
0: to the same conclusion.
2: Okay, good. And
0: I have a lot of things to say about it, but you go ahead and, and say what you have to say first. Okay. And I'll just tell kind of you bounce off of everything. That. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: That's perfect. I'm glad we're doing it that way. Yeah. Um at the 7 minute mark you've alluded to this already. Uh the handsome lifeguard Scott is running in slow motion. Yes. Um and then Marianne as Stacy's I, had, kind I of, had that
0: captured too. Yeah. Marianne it's important is important to my kind of my thesis.
2: As Stacy is staring at him, Marianne says, "We're Wait. on the clock." And Stacy says, "We
3: locked eyes and time stopped."
2: Yes. So that's kind of the first moment that we know that this signal is being created where um, the entity currently known as Leisha and Dan uh, yeah. d- uh, signal to us that time is on the horizon. Yeah. Um, at the 12 minute and 41 second mark, Toby says something very interesting. Yes. And it's one of the first things that he says to Marianne and Stacy. He says,
3: "Did you hear about the hungry clock? No, it went back for seconds.
2: <laughs> it went back for seconds. Yes. So that's interesting. So time, in a way, is gobbling us up, right? And it's going backwards. It's looping on itself.
0: Oh yes. It's and actually, hungry. Jack. What you just said is my." <gasps> hey, <gasps> bu- 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 <laughs>
2: And you have to say it quietly because uh, last boy, time you woke up your baby. Yeah, man,
0: woke up the boy. Yeah. After Toby tells that banger of a joke, well, I didn't read it as a joke. Everyone laughed. Yeah, except Stacy. Mm-hmm. And Alex, Toby's cousin, says to Stacy, "Get it, Stacy? Time is measured in seconds." Right. And the burden's on Stacy because she doesn't right. get it. Yes, she doesn't get that time is measured in seconds because she has been in the enthrall she's been yes the second she saw scott time stood still
2: for her but that's the point right she's experiencing it's not it's i'll allow it as a burn but she's experiencing time in a different way we all experience temporality differently right and that's what i think toby is drawing stacy's attention to in a way where he's saying time is measured in seconds but for her An eternity is past. He's trying to bring her back. He's trying to be like a totem. Right. And he's just
0: like, come back to us, Stacy. Yeah. Come back to the real world. Come back. Kick up to the top level again. Yeah. And and like time is measured in seconds here, Stacy. And she's just not getting it.
2: Right. And we should be worried about a hungry... I would be worried about a hungry clock.
0: I've interacted with a number of menacing clocks (laughs) in my time yeah, over the years. Um, so I've, I've stopped sort of being threatened by timepieces, but yeah, yeah, I guess someone who's, who hasn't been harassed by clocks like I have maybe would be to sort of see that as a threat. But yeah,
2: the one thing that I would like to say that may potentially be related to this or not is at the 14 minute and 52nd mark, we see a sign for sea city and what it says on it is welcome to sea city, America's sweet escape. By the sea well, wh- whose emphasis their emphasis sweet escape is okay. all caps and as a sea, and what is depicted on the sign is a giant pink ovular portal rising out of the ocean, suspended on the foam flecked waves it's a it's like a big o it's like birthing is it like a birthing metaphor? It could be a birthing metaphor. I guess I had thought maybe given the context of the focus on temporality in this video novel that it was a time portal, but I kind of like it as a birthing metaphor. That's something that they love to do in these books.
0: Yeah. it's it, Well, in the video books especially. Yeah.
2: Something is being birthed. Something is coming into being. Yeah. Right? Something new is coming into the world. We should be afraid. And maybe it's the hungry clock. Could be the hungry clock.
0: It's really hard to say for sure. Can we talk about the B-plot just a little
2: bit? Yeah, we can. I'd love to say my burn. Oh, yes.
0: We're still embedded in the burn.
2: Yeah. Is it related
0: to the B-plot or the A-plot?
2: It's related to the A-plot. Okay. It's very short. It's at the 7 minute and 13 second mark. It's right after Stacy sees the handsome boy. She turns to Marianne and she says,
3: How do I look?
2: And then Marianne says,
3: You look and sound insane. (laughs)
2: Yes, there is some <laughs> there is
0: some confusion between Marianne and Stacy this week because Stacy th- assumes that she is a suitable. Um, what's the opposite of beau? Philly? No, it's no. like horses.
2: One is French, the other is horses.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the opposite of beau is Bell, I think. Bell. And the opposite of she's... Philly is full. So yeah. we can choose one. Let's just choose one set. She assumes one that set? she's a suitable foal for. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. S- Scott. Yeah. And she says to, I uh, literally got so caught up in the language stuff in that that little bit there that I've forgot my point. But we're
2: talking about horses.
0: Yes, it's about horses. Yeah. Um. Something is confirmed. Something that we discussed last week. Yeah. It's a new segment on the show. Mm-hmm. Which is called... Is this canon? Right. Yeah. Last week, Stacy said that she was married to Marianne's rug.
2: Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, and then they kind of upped The rug that. was
0: her husband. Mm-hmm. And this week, at the 6 minute 52nd mark, Stacy says,
3: Marianne, I just saw my husband.
0: Right. And Marianne says,
3: I thought my rug was your husband.
0: Right, and she doesn't acknowledge it, really. So, but, but what she does do is confirm something that I think now we can consider hard canon, right? Which is that Stacy is married to the rug, right? And she's unhappy in her relationship with the rug. And now right. she's casting her gaze outward to Scott, the lifeguard.
2: That's why this is a, it's a morality play, right? It's why we're supposed to be, cause Scott seems like a perfectly suitable match for her. But the fact that she's interested in him is something that as viewers, we question because we are concerned about her prior commitment. Yes, um, to the and rug. it's a mora- it's a morality play. I, I'll say it again. I will say it again. I'm going to say yeah. it again. It's a morality play. It's, morality it's a morality play. play. She should be thinking about her husband. Rug. Yeah, <laughs> rug. Um, I would like to ask you uh, another question. Oh, did you want you wanted to talk about the B plot? Didn't you?
0: I want to talk about a little bit about the B plot because yeah. the B plot of this this video novel is that Karen. Christy is moving into Watson's house, and Watson introduces her to her new room, which is big, is is what she says. hmm And she's uncomfortable with that. And then Watson uses that to kind of grease the skids on her looking after Karen and Andrew mm-hmm. while Watson and Batgirl are attending to some wedding planning stuff. Right. While Christy mm-hmm. is watching after Karen and Andrew... Yeah. She decides to occupy them right with a chore which is to wash Watson's little tiny old car.
2: So she's Watson Watson as well as she's we like to Watson, watch Watson. Watson.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. And while they're washing washing Watson. She's Okay, so hang on. Yes. We just got to get this right. Cuz what you and I like to do is We're Watson Watson is a segment that we call Watson, Watson, which yeah. makes tons of sense. It's a good segment. It's a yeah. great way strong of title. saying it, and it's a strong title. Yeah, and but what Karen's doing in an homage to that, and what Christie is doing, yeah, is Watson, Watson,
0: yes, and is that. And is, sorry, I assume that's what you said the first time. What's they're watching Watson. We're Watson, Watson. And they're washing we're Watson. Watching Watson washing, we're watching Watson's wa- car getting, wa- getting
2: washed. We're watching, washing Watson. Yes. We're watching, washing Watson. And I don't want to have to say it again. So Watson's got a tiny little car.
0: Yeah. <coughs> it's old and You're it's tiny. one of 100 and it's yeah. tiny. Yeah. And it doesn't work that good. And Christy decides to wash it with Karen and Andrew. Washing mm-hmm. Watson. Yeah. And Karen says to Christy, K- K- Christy says to Karen, hey, do you have sponges? Yeah. And Karen says to Christy, yes.
3: In the garage, just make sure you don't go into the little room with the blue door. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's where my dad keeps all of his secrets.
0: And I have a lot of questions. Right. The first question is Is this Watson's playroom? Right. So, it's it's a small room off the side of the house that locks from the inside. So, if you happen to get coaxed into this room.
2: Yeah, why do you need a room that locks from the inside?
0: It's easy to get in. It's impossible to get out. Yeah, yeah it's like a mouse. Truck. And it is kind of a, a room where you would maybe sort of keep your dark secrets and do yeah. your dark business. Mm-hmm. So, that's one thing.
2: Because if anyone discovers it, they can never get out.
0: And there's only one entrance.
2: Right. It's
0: completely sealed off from the rest of the home. Yeah. So, yes, this is already troubling. Yeah. But, and, you know, maybe this is where he keeps his Xbox and stuff. I don't know.
2: Yeah, we don't know. We can't say.
0: But what's troubling is later on, so, okay, so, uh, Karen and Andrew go get steel wool. They try to use steel wool to wash Watson's car. It creates a bunch of scratches. Right. Christy and, and Karen hide the car in the garage. Watson eventually finds the car, calls Christy, yeah. who's been dodging his calls. He has to block his number in order mm-hmm. to call Christy.
2: From behind his resolute desk.
0: Yes, from <laughs> behind his mighty desk. <laughs> yeah, He calls Christy. That's where it gives him his power. Yeah,
2: he looks great. Does he, he have does anyone else in his office? I don't think so. No it's just him anything. in like, a big room. There's, no, there's no other office room. workers. He just goes to a big room with a big desk and sits there, yeah. which is so important, and I wish that was me.
0: He calls and he confronts her on this, and she says, sorry, Karen said you had a secret room. I was overwhelmed with curiosity. I had to go check it out. Yeah. And Watson says to her, I don't have any hidden secrets, Yeah, okay? I'm a normal person.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: But we know that's not true because an entire floor of his house yeah. is reserved-
2: For a ghost.
0: For the ghost of his
2: dead grandfather. <laughs> that brewer. Benjamin yeah. Brewer. Oh, I have no secrets. What about the entire Just floor of your th- house that's reserved for an old ghost? I have no oh, secret. Well, don't that. go to the third floor of the house. Because <laughs> that's where my dead
0: grandfather lives. And you're not allowed up there. Go to the little blue room all you want. I don't yeah. care.
2: Yeah, it Coax locks anyone there. you want into. It there. locks from the inside, so you won't be able to get out. <laughs> But no, I have no secret. Do not go to the third floor. I just sit in this empty office by myself all day, doing nothing (laughs) behind a a very important desk,
0: so loaded with secrets.
2: (laughs) And I get where where Karen got this mythos, where she built this mythos. You know what it is. Maybe what he's saying is not that he has no secrets, but that if anyone is ever in a position to discover his secrets, they're already like. Locked in his fucking. Okay.
0: They're part of the like be by being aware of the Illuminati.
2: Yeah, you were part of the Illuminati. You're part of the secret, or you're so and like, your option deep is to the embrace blue it
0: or. Like, go yeah. to the blue room,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, no, so they remain uh, his secrets will remain secrets, I think, is what he's saying. We'll ask Mark when he comes on the show, yeah.
0: We'll ask him next week.
2: Can I talk about um, Fear of the Spear because I'm afraid of the Spear, Fear of the Spear. And while we're talking about men who have secrets in these video novels, yes, one of them is Richard, <laughs> Richard Spear says something pretty troubling this week. It says a couple of things. So the first thing he does is at the 36-second mark, right at the beginning of the video novel, Don asks Marianne how Richard is taking the fact that um, she is going to be o- flying the coop and being away for two weeks in Sea City. Yeah. And then they cut and they show Richard weeping. Yeah. And he's holding some kind of a plaque and he just like drops it on the desk and then bursts into tears. And there's no context for what it could be, why he's crying, what he knows, what is it that he knows that's making him so sad. And then the only other time we really see Richard, uh, apart from in his turtle form, when he shows up at Don's mom's house.
0: Which is either, again, it's like a druid or... Right. Or a Ninja Turtle. Turtle.
2: Mutagen, they haven't explained it, so they're leaving it for us to kind of figure out. At the three minute and 34 second mark, Richard is looking at the internet and he says, Still no murders. Still no murders. I had to stop.
0: Jamie was in the living room with me. Yeah, looking at her phone. And I had to stop and rewind. And I said, what did he say? And she said, I think he said still no murders.
2: Still no murders. So he knew something. And he's looking at a plaque. Some kind of a plaque or a picture or something that makes him cry. Because yes. he's, presumably that's because he's worried about some murder that he knows is going to take place or that he's a- asked for. Yeah, that he's potentially responsible for. And then later he the, the murder hasn't. He notices that it hasn't happened in a way that he expected. Okay. So we've got Watson's blue room and we've got Richard's the men of Stony
0: Brook have a activity. have a pretty dark yeah, energy around them this week. Mm-hmm.
2: And John Pike won't even show his face. What? John Pike is in the episode? Yeah, and he doesn't even show his face. He he like faces the camera for a second and turns away. So there's something going on with the dads of Stony Brook. I can't wait cuz it's going it's a two-part finale. It's something dark is happening with the dads. We got a blue room, we got uh Mr. Spears, Richard's secret—some kind of murder, some kind of dark murder, some kind of know. murder secret—and
0: like we've we well, I mean, I I hate to drag Mr. Pike, John Pike, through the mud, but there's an obvious Charlotte Perkins Gilman reference in this—the
2: uh, yellow, the yellow well. wall wallpaper,
0: the yellow room, yeah,
2: yeah, okay. We got a blue room, we got a yellow room, right? And the yellow room has Stacy
0: you know. and and Marianne are are sort of. Doom to the Yellow Room yeah. in Sea City. Right. Which I think they were in the radio novel, too. In the radio novel, they were as well, yes. Yeah, and they—that that is a choice they've continued to make in the video novel.
2: Right, the Yellow Wallpaper, which is a, a short story about basically a rest cure, which is a way of kind of keeping the ladies down uh, by saying they had the vapor, so you had to keep them in a yellow room. And yes. uh, the resonance there is quite clear in this yeah. video novel. It's a story of oppression. It's a story of oppression, and this this is a video novel about oppression. It's about men doing dark deeds. Yeah, it's about men doing dark deeds. Oh, speaking of men doing dark deeds, let me tell you what I discovered about the Pikes this week and what John Pike's car says. Okay. I don't know if you noticed this, but they're driving a Dodge Caravan. They have two minivans. Yeah. One of the two
0: minivans has a dog bumper sticker on the back, Mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty... Fine. I thought that That's was fine.
2: Pretty vanilla. One of them is a Dodge Caravan, and <laughs> this is so clever and fun. The uh the license plate is one three five T three D. T three D. Okay. So I, I'm sure you've already figured this out, but I'll just spell it out for you. If you take Terrence the,
0: Davis the third. No. From the Washington football team. No. You're telling me Terrence Davis the third did not play for the Washington
2: football team? I'm telling you, that's not what the license plate is a funny reference to.
0: Okay, but did Terrence Davis third plate for the Washington football team?
2: No. Okay. <laughs> so you're wrong on both counts. 135 T3D, Tanner. <laughs> the Dodge symbol, as you know, if you turn it upside down, it looks like a W, right? It's like the RAM. Okay. If you turn it upside down, it looks like I'm a not, W. I'm not like a car guy. Okay. And then, one three five, is if you convert those numbers to letters, it's A C E. Okay. And then T three D is Ted, and so it's the with the W. It's wasted.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so he's what he's like. He's That's zoomed. what he's
2: saying with his license plate, and the and the Dodge is upside down because he's so wasted. Okay, so he's like zooted. <laughs> that's pretty cool and he got away with it and he got that vanity license plate. So he's like daring cops to pull him over. Yeah, it just says so wasted. Figure
0: out the fucking puzzle.
2: <laughs> I think that's cool. I think that's a cool choice for the Pikes. That
0: is cool that Mr. Pike is sort of just like a, dr- a drunk or like a drug addict. Uh that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense because, like the the Pike parents mm-hmm. are
2: totally absent. Right, they're they're just non-existent in this. We see Mallory briefly. She does a great job. Oh, I loved the Mallory they found is is iconic. Yeah, it's an iconic Mallory. She's what perfect. a good casting of this yeah. this Mallory. Yeah,
0: she's very good. She's very good. Um, I liked her a lot. I also really liked. Well, I like casting. So. Just notes for yeah. the casting director of Babysitter's Club. Right. Mallory you found, great. Yeah. The Byron you found, really good. Yeah. Loved Byron. Mm-hmm. He was like a little man.
2: Mm-hmm. He was a little man. Yeah. He was lovely.
0: Um, just a quick note. Mm. Byron and Adam and Jordan, I don't know if you've read the books, right. but they are the, the, re- the radio novels. Yeah, they're triplets. Yeah, they're triplets. There's three of them. And they're, and they're supposed the same. to be identical triplets, and they are not in this video novel. They are all they all look different, and they're all varying ages and heights. Right, and that's just that's just a very like gentle note. Gentle
2: note. Take it or leave it. You know, yeah. maybe you're doing your own thing. That's yeah.
0: fine, and I love you for that. That's very bold.
2: Um, well, while we're having a word with uh, the wonderful casting director of yes. this show, I wonder if if I may say, Tanner. Yeah. You don't
3: understand.
2: I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have have played that fucking character. Yeah. Guys, it could have been us. It could have been us. We could have been in this. It's so easy to put us in this. There's so many times we could be in this. I would like to draw your attention to a moment at the six minute and 52 second mark of this video novel. The world slows down. A handsome 17-year-old lifeguard, pecs blowing in the wind, starts Mm -hmm. slowly running towards camera as his hair flips and flops and his beautiful eyes gaze at the viewer. Yep. And in the background, there's this guy who's, like, awkwardly scratching his arm, and he's got this, like, blue American apparel t-shirt and these, like, kind of tight indie rock jeans and an yeah. ill-fitting baseball cap. Yeah. I could have played Press that you. fucking character. Yeah. Come
0: on. And I – and frankly, <laughs> I – Scott is phalanxed by yeah. this cabal of <laughs> less Dude, <bros>. attractive – Yeah. <laughs> fellow lifeguards on the beach and i could play any one of those guys
2: yeah come on guys we can do i would have been great in those roles
0: yeah and i It's just like
2: your guys are cowards you're cowards you're cowards and it's cowardly and we have to say it um i think it's time for us to um say goodbye to ourselves and say hello to our guests and that was well said. I think. Yes, Shay, Mamona, Lee, Thank not you how for joining
0: it. us. Um, I guess my first question is, no. what's it like being on set? And how did you guys do school while you were on <laughs> set?
2: <laughs> when, when, when you get nervous, you. That's uh, always what you ask. Is that what you ask anyone? At, like a cocktail party <laughs> or like a first date? <sighs> how, did how did you do you school? Do school? <laughs> <laughs> um we have i think and i hope an interview with shay and mamona the actors who play stacy and claudia uh it's hard for you i imagine a lot of people don't know that these parts are played by actors because they're so good that it seems like and it's the real the people yeah i mean but it's, it's gonna, gonna be challenging actors. for me interviewing yeah. them <laughs> yeah
0: to separate them from their characters but, but yes
2: we have on the books at time to talk to Shay and Mamona. And hopefully you're going to hear that now. If that interview falls through in the next week, it's before we have Jack's to release fault. this episode, it's definitely my fault. But what you'll hear next is 20 minutes of me and character say me and Tanner saying what we yeah. think Shay and Mamona would have said in the interview. Yeah. So <laughs> look forward to one of and those. we'll do like sort of semi-offensive
0: things. sort of like girl voices perfect
2: yeah uh here's that interview now
3: hi hello Hello. (laughs) how are you guys
0: good welcome well how are you
3: i'm doing pretty good oh hi mo (laughs) hello hi
2: thank you for joining us yes welcome to the show
3: thank you for having us this is so exciting
2: shay i understand you have a, a hard out in 30 minutes that's very cool
3: <laughs> do I?
2: I? that's what I've been told. Oh, is it you? I think it was Mamona.
3: Yeah, I was like, oh um, There's
2: Mamona. Okay, it's you. Okay. All right. Sorry, Shay, that's not cool. N- next time <laughs>
3: yeah, even if
2: you time. don't, say I have a heart out. Okay. Jack, I actually have a heart out
0: in <laughs> 30. It makes um, me sound
3: like I have a lot more to do in my day than just go back to watching Netflix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me too. Um well welcome to the show. Um, we just have a few questions for you guys. You would have been the most famous people we've ever spoken to, um, (laughs) but we previously spoke to your co-stars, Sochi and Malia, so you were two of the four most famous people we've ever spoken to.
3: Well, that's still just as exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry, there's an ambulance going by or something going by. I live in Brooklyn. It's a nightmare. Uh, (laughs) yeah.
3: Probably lots of stuff going on all the time. Yeah, exactly. that's a that's
2: a very Stacy thing to say. Tanner is bringing up that you're from <laughs> oh, New yeah. York in like the first five minutes of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah, it's
3: something that comes up a lot in conversations with Stacy.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. I want to ask you guys a few questions, and since we only have a, a pretty limited amount of time, um, I, I'd like to get, with your permission, into a game. Uh, that is going to be a diabolical test of your Babysitter's Club knowledge and also a way to help you prepare for things that might happen to your characters Yep. Um, in, in season two and beyond. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I, I, the, the other girl said that everybody asked them this, so I'm going to put a limit on it, uh, which is which babysitter are you, but the limit is you got to just pick one. You can't be like I'm. I'm a little bit Claudia. I've got a little bit of Christy. It's got. It's got to be just one. So Wait, this that's is
3: impossible. Though. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh!
2: Tanner can tell you his while you think, if if you okay. Like.
3: Okay, you okay, tell just
2: one Tanner. Just one.
0: <sighs> just one. I've never had to answer just one before. <laughs> no, I know, me <laughs> It makes it a lot trickier, and I want it to be an interesting answer. Yeah. Uh, I say Mallory. Oh, come on. That's cheating. And here's why. Why? Because I know it's your answer. and yeah. I wanted to steal it from
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jack, who are you? Mallory. <laughs> <Just> copying <him. laughs> All right, guys. You've had time to think.
3: Usually, I'd say I'm a mix of... Three of the girls, whose names I will not mention otherwise. (laughs) Shay, that's
2: like
0: most of the girls.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good point, good point. I think today I'm going to have to go with Dawn because, I mean, I am wearing a crystal necklace. (laughs) I am holding two crystals, so I automatically have Dawn vibes. And also, I think she's like very free-spirited, but also still grounded, and she's really awesome, and she stands up for other people and herself all the time. And I like to think that I have a lot of that in my personality, especially lately, just like trying to figure that side of me out. So yeah, I'm going to go with Dawn today.
0: Cool. That is a strong answer. Strong. And good reasoning.
3: Thank you. I <laughs> we'll have to say, again, I'm usually a mix of multiple of the girls, but um, today... I'll say Claudia. I'm wearing, like, these, like, red jeans that I actually got to wear in the show today. And I think I'm definitely channeling my inner Claudia today. You have a lot
0: of
1: Dude.
3: Claudia in you. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I've also been a Claudia. Yeah.
0: Did you get to take home all the Claudia outfits?
3: Not all of them, but actually, fun fact, at the end, we all got to, like, go shopping in each other's, like, wardrobe. Like, yeah, it was so fun. We just got to, like... And because... I guess, like, all the girls, we all have multiple sizes of each item of clothing, so, like, everything would fit all the other girls as well. Uh, like, all of us got to take home little bits and pieces from everybody's wardrobe, so, like, I got some Stacy stuff and some Claudia and, like, a little bit of Dawn, so, like, it was, it was so much fun. You basically just got to go shopping in the stuff that you got tailored to your body it, it, for, like, if you're shopping for your character, so that was really, really cool.
0: That's great! That's awesome. I can't wait till we're on and I can kind of swap outfits with <laughs> Richard yeah, Spear.
3: Cool space yeah. glasses for sure. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm going to be on playing Boo Boo the Cat, so I'll probably just come home with some, some collars and are cat you toys you want and stuff.
3: First, <laughs> yeah, are you sure you're ready for that?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'll take anything at this point. So um, we okay. We have a diabolical game for you okay. guys. I okay. don't know if the if uh, Sochi and Milio warned you. But this is, it's, it's, a, well, there, I was going to say there are no wrong answers, but there are r- completely wrong answers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sure. it's going to test your knowledge, but it's also going to be very helpful in preparing you for, for what your characters are going to be. Okay. So we have a, di- we have different ones. um we, we have different ones for the Claudia questions and the Stacy questions, but whoever gets a question, it, I think you can definitely consult Okay. with your friend before you give a final answer so it's a it's a collaborative exactly. process how familiar are you guys with the the books
3: pretty familiar I yeah. mean I think all of us try to cram in like as many books as possible before shooting and I know I've been reading even more of the books during this time okay but, uh, yeah we'll see <laughs> so you'll probably I mean,
0: do pretty well then
3: yeah I definitely read like, the the ones multiple times for the specific episodes that we were doing. I read those like over and over during shooting, but I also have like, you can see that little shelf of just BSC books. So I'm still reading them, <laughs> And like right before filming, um, there's a bunch of websites that give like long lists of like everything about your character. And there's also like the portrait books. So I read oh, yeah. up on those a lot just to get to know Stacy a little bit better. So I mean, hopefully that'll come in handy today.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hear there's like some good podcasts out there too. about the BSC I
3: mean maybe yeah maybe we're talking to them right now
0: all right we'll start with a a Claudia question for you Mamona and Shade feel free to to consult and weigh in but we're gonna be asking you if this is an outfit that Claudia actually wore in the books okay or something we made up. Or it could be something that someone entirely different wore. <laughs> and not Claudia at all.
3: Oh, a twist. <laughs> I like, just read one of the Claudia books, and I remember her describing an outfit, and like I already forget it. But we'll, we'll <laughs> see, we'll see. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll Are you ready?
3: I'll try to help. Okay. <laughs> and I make a pretty good team, I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say.
0: Claudia had on an oversized white shirt with green vegetable print all over it. Cabbages and squashes and turnips and stuff. She was also wearing lavender sneakers, the kind boys usually wear, with a lot of rubber and big laces and the name of the manufacturer and huge letter on the sides. Wait, I'm not done. Claudia had pulled her hair on one side of her head back with a yellow clip that looked like a poodle. Is that an outfit Claudia wore or something I just made up?
3: That sounds like something she would wear. Um, I don't know. Shay? I okay, I think I'm going to have to go with something you made up because although it does sound just as crazy as Claudia's outfits, I don't remember ever there being a vegetable shirt that she wore. <laughs> and like I I don't remember seeing any like covers with a vegetable <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. So you guys' final answer is it's a it's an outfit I made up. Yes. Yeah. It's an outfit Claudio wore in Babysitter's Club number 17, Marianne's Bad Luck Mystery. Oh
3: my gosh. Wow.
0: So expect to see it next season.
3: Okay. I <laughs> okay. I think. Expect okay. to wear a size vegetable shirt, Manolo.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you have one in your wardrobe.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think that'd be so cool. <laughs>
2: <vegetables>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shay, we'll go to you. So the, for, for your questions, we're going to be asking um, whether this is a boy that Stacy dates at some point or <laughs> someone we just made up or someone from the wide world who's not in the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Cool. So when a family of musicians moves to Stony Brook, Stacy mistakenly believes she's been hired to look after three young boys, but is surprised to meet Taylor Hanson, the middle brother of a popular pop music trio. Just when Stacy and Taylor's relationship starts to flourish, the Hanson boys leave Stony Brook to go back out on tour.
3: Um, okay, I'm going to have to go if you made this one up because I feel like that's something very eventful that would have been in Stacy's portrait book. <laughs> not remembering it, but I think, I think you made that up.
2: Okay, final answer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, Tanner made it up. Well, he didn't make it up. It is actually a, a description of the middle Hanson brother. A music group called Hanson. There were these three brothers in the '90s. <laughs> they
0: were a music group. They sang a song called M-bop. <laughs> have Bop." Heard it.
1: Oh,
3: nice. yeah. Real mean, person. It sounds pretty convincing. I feel like something like that would happen to Stacy for sure.
2: Do you guys yeah. both want to say for the record uh, that you've never heard of the music group Hanson?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, even my little sister's heard of Hanson. But now I, I, re, I realize now that my little sister is almost 30. And, <laughs> so,
2: All right. Uh, why don't I ask a Claudia question now, Tanner, okay. and, then, and then we can go back and forth that way. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yes. <laughs> I love putting together outrageous outfits, but I wasn't in the mood to spend a ton of time getting dressed today. Instead, I put on a white blouse and bicycle shorts, but wrapped myself in a sheet of lime green silk with white flowers embroidered all over it. To complete the look, I twisted my hair into lots of little buns.
3: Buns. Um, oh, man. <laughs> this is so hard. Oh. I know. Um, white. Sorry, what was it? It was a white.
2: White blouse with bicycle shorts.
3: And then a lime green. Oh.
2: A sheet of lime green silk with white flowers embroidered all over it.
3: Like on top of it? Yeah, yeah like, like a shawl. I don't think she would wear bicycle shorts. I I don't think she'd wear bike shorts underneath a blouse. Yeah, I don't think she would. So maybe it's one made up? I mean, I'm trying to think. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Yeah, go with your instinct. I don't think, yeah, I think you guys made it up.
2: We didn't make it up. It is actually an outfit that Bjork wore to the 1994 MTV Video Music Awards. And she she nailed it. She pulled it off.
3: So you didn't make it up, but it's not Claudia's.
0: Bjork made it up. It's not Claudia's. A musician named Bjork made it up. She (laughs) was like Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga was. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I feel like Claudia probably would have taken her fashion inspiration from Bjork.
0: Yeah, definitely for sure. One time Bjork wore like a full size Swan (laughs) dress. (laughs) It was like she that was wearing a swan.
3: Awesome! It was yeah. very
0: weird, and w- it, in the 90s, we all loved it. But um,
3: yeah, I mean, the crazy the
0: better. All right, I'm gonna hop back to a Stacy question for you, Shay, okay. and okay. Mamona Feel free to jump in. But
3: yeah, you might have to help me, while. Well,
0: when Stacy gets paired up with Stony Brook Middle School's biggest nerd as a lab partner, she assumes his unwanted affection will make her miserable. But when he accidentally formulates a potion called Cool Juice, he transforms into a handsome and suave version of himself named Stefan Urkel, and <laughs> Stacy can't help but be interested.
3: <laughs> I mean, this—I mean, okay, lots of exciting stuff goes on in the VSB, <laughs> so this very well could have happened. Yeah. But I think I'm gonna have to go with no. You guys made this up. I think
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't make it up again, but it is something (laughs) from a popular 90s sitcom called Family Matters
2: starring a dorky boy named Steve Urkel. And he makes. Is that familiar to either of you? Have you ever heard the catchphrase? Did I do that?
3: I've heard that in New Girl because I just started watching New Girl. And that's just when she's trying to be cool.
0: (laughs) There's this dorky next door neighbor. His name's Urkel, And he makes a potion that turns him into a cool guy called Stefan Urkel.
2: That's when this show was in its like seventh season and they had run out of ideas. So expect that to happen (laughs) in Babysitter's Club six years from now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, All right, what is it? No, it's standard. It's your turn to ask a Claudia question in the complicated uh, snake round format that I've developed.
0: Yes. Okay, let me pick a very good one. I decided that my theme for the day would be the sea. I put on a blue skirt with brightly colored tropical fish printed all over it. Then I put on a green blouse. I figured that could represent seaweed or something. I pulled my hair into a ponytail over to one side and I pinned it with a sand dollar barrette. Barrett, I made I last summer. Barrett.
3: Um, I know that she does wear her hair to one side a lot in the books, like the iconic Claudia side pony. Um, I feel like it would be something she. Yeah. Would wear. I mean, you guys are just so good at making these up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, that
0: we've we've read so many Babysitters Club books at this point, like we've really yeah, captured yeah, and Martin's.
3: Style. Yeah, you know the order that goes in and all the descriptive words. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a really cool outfit, totally.
0: It is an outfit that Claudia wore in Babysitter's Club number 40, Claudia and the Middle School Mystery. She dresses <laughs> as the sea. <C>.
1: She
0: dresses <laughs> as the seed. I'm she does.
2: It's
3: Claudia, why wouldn't she
2: <laughs> All right, here's another boy that Stacey may or may not have dated. Okay. They call him Brew Doggy, and he's one of the best basketball players in the state. With Brew Doggy on the team, the Stony Brook Chargers are sure to win the big championship. But when Stacy discovers that the corrupt teachers at the school are playing favorites and giving the basketball players easy A's, Brew Doggy quits in protest. Brew Doggy loses his chance to play basketball at a high school level, but he wins the girl of his dreams, Stacy.
3: Oh my. I mean, <laughs> okay. uh, my first instinct is... No, (laughs) Stacy. Because (laughs) Brew Doggy sounds a little bit made up. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I've got to go. Yeah, Ma, do you agree? I have to agree. Okay. Yeah. No, this didn't happen to Stacy.
2: Okay. This is a description of Robert Brew Doggy Brewster, Stacy's longtime boyfriend.
3: If you had said Robert
1: Brewster, <laughs> you'd
3: have that.
2: it was sneaky to use his nickname, but I didn't yeah. want to give it away oh, too easy. But even know. that's not even a nickname we made up <laughs> yeah. in the books. <laughs> Anna <made> Martin <laughs> up came up
0: with that.
3: Okay, okay. See, I know Robert Brewster. That like yeah. if you said Robert Brewster, I would have been like, Oh yeah, that's your study boy <laughs> bought the book. Yeah, But I did yeah. not his nickname was Brew Doggy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I sort of forgot. We call him Brew Doggy so much that I sort of forgot his actual name. <laughs> Are you
3: guys just really close, like best friends. So you just. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah.
2: All right. I want to find a really good Claudia outfit. Oh, no. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Claudia was babysitting for her highness, Victoria Kent today. She was dressed like a full English breakfast, a brown beret that sort of resembled a baked bean, a shirt featuring an illustrated piece of toast, tomato red corduroy pants, plastic shoes with sculpy mushrooms growing out of them, and two fried egg earrings. She said she wanted Victoria to feel more at home. Uh,
3: I mean, (laughs) um, I I I don't know. I mean, okay. That would be so creative. Imagine, <laughs> that would be like, crazy. Giant fried egg big plastic fried eggs and like literal shoes with mushrooms. Mushrooms with like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something Claudia would wear. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, she has some amazing insane outfits, but I don't know. I don't... Um, mushroom shoes. And fried egg earrings. I don't got a shade. Oh, And a bean both, flip. Um, I mean, uh, See,
0: Trust your instincts. Your instincts are always so good.
3: I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Th- no. Uh,
2: that is something Tanner made up this morning.
0: Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is literally something
3: I made it's up. Not- <laughs> I was own eating own-
2: breakfast and I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Your hunger fueled your creation.
1: Yes, totally.
2: But Victoria, yeah. is, Victoria Kent is a real character in the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. She's a British princess that they babysit. Oh. Is a very favorite character of ours later on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Um, Tanner, it's your turn for a Stacey question. Okay. Okay. Um, down at the mysterious
0: Shadow Lake, all is not as it seems. What starts off as a fun vacation takes a dark turn when ghostly sounds are heard coming from the island in the middle of the lake. But Stacy McGill isn't interested in ghosts. She's interested in romance, and at the big dance she finds it, as she closes her eyes to slow dance with the gorgeous Sam. She knows that everything will be all right.
3: This happened. I read that book. That was, that's my favorite super special <laughs> book. So much goes on in that book. I love it. <laughs>
1: it's
3: the... Sam and Stacy romance is like insane in that book. Like a lot happens with them. And I know that they do slow dance at the shadow. Like There's an you iconic
2: picture of it uh, that yeah, Hodges swallowing. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs>
3: we're like talking about that, like on set. I remember, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, awesome. Sam and Stacy have like a pretty on again, off again romance. And we tried to make it a little tricky by picking some of their, their late interactions but yeah. you still got it Oh,
3: you didn't get me because that's the like one new <laughs> super specials that I actually have read so
2: yeah <laughs> if if my memory of that super special serves I think the plot is that Sam is really annoying yeah. literally the whole time yeah, it's like
3: he's doing the whole thing that boys do where they'll I call it kindergarten flirting, where they're okay. like really annoying and really mean to you and he like pulls on her hair and like throws Cheerios at her and stuff, all to just try to get her attention, but she's like not having any of it. And then they have a big talk and Stacy's like, Sam, I did like you, but not <laughs> oh. really annoying. But then it's all fine and they slow dance and they hold hands and stuff. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> so
2: kindergarten flirting works, huh?
3: I guess, I guess. Okay. it doesn't work, but then when you actually sit down and have a mature conversation about it, that works. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> That's great. All right. What are we on now? Is it, is it, I can't remember whose turn it is. I, it, my scheme for who asks questions is too complicated. I think it's me. All right. It doesn't matter. We'll just we'll You know just... what? It doesn't matter. Okay. Here we go. You're asking Shay or Mamona a question. I'm asking a no question yeah. for okay. for a Claudia outfit. I'm just trying to pick a good one.
3: If I not like brew dog, that'll trick her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Claudia's hair was fixed in a million braids, pulled back and held in place with a column of puffy ponytail holders. From her ears dangled small baskets of fruit. She'd made those. I knew she'd found the baskets and fruits from a store that sold dollhouse furniture.
3: Oh, that's so creative. That's something <laughs> I would do. Oh, my goodness. Um... It didn't like really give much description of the outfit um i i want to say yes but like i also (laughs) mo mo go with
2: that yeah
3: Yeah. not much yeah Yeah. just go with Yes. yes Yes. 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 You're right. I'm really trusting my instincts right now. <laughs>
2: that's what yeah. Claudia wears. You're doing so well with these. This, these are like harder. I think these are harder than some of the Stacy ones. The, it's impressive. Yeah. This they is uh, Babysitter's Club number twenty-one. Mallory and the Trouble with Twins.
3: I think I think the fruit basket earrings was what really sold us because that's definitely something that Claudia was, yeah. doing. It was the coolest earrings ever from a dollhouse. <laughs> like yes.
2: I think Anna Martin used to just sit with like fat like teen fashion magazines and, and <laughs> describe outfits out of that in the book so that. that's like I, what people were rocking in the 90s so i love that <laughs> hey, we're the 90s then
3: man yeah.
2: <laughs> um, all right i've got a i've got a, a stacy question for okay. you before they started dating, Xander Harris was one of Stacey McGill's best friends and an early associate of the Babysitter's Club, though he lacked any babysitting abilities himself. He usually helped with all the club's tasks beyond babysitting, like repairs and bookkeeping. Xander provided comic relief for the club with his sarcastic sense of humor.
3: I'm going to have to go with no. The <laughs> only boy I remember the, joining the club is Logan. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, this is a character from the hit nineties television program Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
3: Oh you... I heard about that. Yeah.
2: You guys should watch it if should you haven't. A...
3: Okay. My mom just told me that she watched it, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to my watch list now.
2: Good. <laughs> Thank you. Tanner doesn't like it. So I've never s I've never really seen it, but I was gonna abstain from having an opinion on it but
0: jack has pulled me in
2: so. <laughs> oh yeah it's unpopular it's very unpopular on this podcast when tanner talks about the fact <laughs> that he doesn't like buffy i've never read harry potter and i've never seen <laughs> the vampire slayer and our listeners hate
0: me for this <laughs> for both of those things. so wow. i try not to mention it <laughs> um, all right let's let's do one more round but because i'm worried that the stacy questions are easier we're gonna switch it up and Mamona, i'm gonna ask you a stacy question there we go Okay, that's good. I like it.
3: I I can't help her. Can I help her?
0: You're allowed to help, yeah. You
3: can help. Okay. okay.
0: And then, Shay, Jack is going to ask you one last Claudia question, (laughs) and then we'll call it a day. Okay, you ready, Ramona? At more than six feet tall, RJ Blazemeister Blazer is a multi-sport athlete who loves to goof around with the jocks, watch action movies, and win games for the varsity team. He also likes Stacy McGill, but mostly just because she hangs out with the popular cheerleaders at school. It's a pretty safe bet that the Blazemeister is going to go dating another cheerleader by the end of this book.
3: Okay, hey, I know the answer to this one, but Mo, I'm going to let you take it first. <laughs> Was Stacey a cheerleader? What? Or does she have a thing? Yeah. Okay. I feel like R j.
0: blazemeister
3: Blazemeister. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I don't know. should I give me some hints, please? okay, okay, well, the one hint I'll give you right off the bat is there is a book called Stacy and the Cheerleaders. Oh right? right? now now you say that I remember that that's a title. oh, oh now you trip me up <laughs> <laughs> you want me to jump in. <laughs> Yeah, please. You can use your phone a friend. This this is a real this is a real boy. Good. This is a real boy. Yeah, Yeah, because she does try out for the cheerleading team and then she doesn't make it, right?
2: She exactly. doesn't. It's complicated. There's like, a whole. There's politics mess. involved. There's politics involved. The cheerleaders involved. are all yeah. mean girls. Yeah. Yeah. She
0: doesn't want to be a mean girl. It's yeah. very tricky.
2: RJ Blazer is a very difficult get. That is an extremely obscure yeah, Stacy boyfriend probably- who lasts like three chapters of one book. <laughs>
3: yeah. I remember like the one thing about him was that. He wasn't a, like a very good boyfriend. Like they didn't do much, but she used him for his popularity.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's very stacy. Good for her. <laughs>
3: the stacy boyfriend thing it's like two pages long it's like, so like pages. me paging i don't yeah I just, it's so long that's, a lot of
1: boys.
3: that's
2: the only thing that guys who call themselves the blazemeister are good for is to be used for their popularity <laughs> so it's nothing to be ashamed of oh my god stacy
3: did the right thing there um
2: okay, okay. one last one and then we'll okay. we'll let you guys go um okay. this is for you shay it's a claudia outfit the night of the performance, Claudia wore a full-length dress covered in hundreds of tiny frogs, a popular character from a children's TV program, with a matching frog headband. When Mr. Kishi asked about the outfit, Claudia said, I dress this way because my whole life is art and my whole life is performance.
1: Ah,
3: this is so hard. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think... Uh, I... Gonna have to go with yes, just because I feel like that's a very Claudia thing to say. My whole life is art, and my whole life is performance.
0: Like it I, is a very Claudia thing to say, but, but it's but, also a very Lady Gaga
3: thing.
0: <laughs> and, and Lady Gaga wore a dress covered in little Kermit the Frogs.
3: I love that.
0: To the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards, I
3: feel sure, like I see pictures of that. I want a frog dress.
0: <laughs> it looks cool. Go go oh, it look cool. it up when you're done here. It's it's a cool
2: dress. It's a cool outfit. Uh okay, we only have it looks like we have 1 minute left and so we want to respect your your heart out. Uh, <laughs> which is cool to say and to have, I got to say. Um yeah. uh so we'll just ask you guys one more question which is that um we we are almost finished reading the babysitters club. We are on the friends forever series now. And we are going to have to figure something else to read next. So do you have a recommendation for a book series that you love that you think we should do next?
3: Uh, book series? It I, doesn't have to
2: be a series, but it helps because if we only have one episode or if we have to do an episode that drags <laughs> out one book for a year, it could get tiresome. <laughs>
3: okay, well, one book, like, when I was, like, in the age when I was reading The Babysitter's I loved the all the World Doll books. Oh, my goodness. That whole series Ooh. was just... Great. those are great <laughs> he's amazing i that's Mo, a classic i, I grew up reading all of his books too and he has amazing stories that are just like so creative and i feel like they're amazing like really awesome when you're in elementary school because they can totally just let your imagination like run free so yeah I, yeah check those out also like the same time we read the babysitter's club books there was like magic treehouse and like i oh. kid but oh yeah brought, those like, are so great, great <laughs>
2: All right, guys, we're getting the the signal that it's time to end. So thank you so much, and thank you so much for the show. We really love it. You guys are great. On thank it.
3: you, thank you for having us. This was so much fun. Yeah, yeah this was awesome. Thank you
2: for coming. Bye. 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 Thank you. And we're back. Wow, Shay. And they're gone. They're gone. Thank I'll just you cut so you much. right off and sit, tell you that they're gone. They're definitely gone. Okay. okay. And it, maybe it I, I, And again, we haven't even interviewed them, so it's
0: yeah. I'm now I'm challenged with this sort <laughs> of like I, uh what was it like to, to learn? Did you do school?
2: On set? <laughs> I hope you asked them that. What's it like to do school? Uh <laughs> What I would li- do, I would like to say uh, to the Baby Nation, thank you so much for bearing with us. I would like to say to you, Tanner, thank you for bearing with me. It means a You're lot welcome. to me. You're welcome. Um, I would like to ask everyone to please take a moment to go and subscribe to our Patreon. It is only $5 a month and it is a wonderful way to support our show and keep us doing it. Uh, it what is also nice is that for just $5 a month, a very small amount in the scheme of things. You get a whole other show, and it's good, and we sing the descriptions. It's a whole other like show,
0: it. and we do it every week, and we sing the description. It's patreon.com slash
2: podcast.
0: Yes. Please do go sign Check up. Check it out. And but you know what? Yeah. I don't want to be a greedy guts about this. Okay. Which is something Karen says. hmm A lot of people mm-hmm. have been signing up for the Patreon, mm-hmm. which only costs $5 a month. Mm-hmm. And they've been pledging six dollars and ninety cents because they're funny and cool as hell. And it's nice. And it's a funny, nice number, and it's a sex <laughs> number.
2: So do that. Yeah.
0: And when you're when you're there signing up. We it's love funny to see it. and we
2: like it. We yeah. like it a lot. Um another thing we like is when you buy our merch, it's bit.ly slash B S C C merch. We got T shirts, we got totes, we got stickers, and more pins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to move through the rankings. We were recently featured on Apple Podcasts, which is very good for us and it helps us to maintain that momentum. If you could take a brief moment to give us a nice review and a five star rating. Yes, please. Um, If you haven't done that yet, please do it. It's actually super important. It's important. Uh, The other important thing to do is obviously to sign up for our Facebook group. It's so fun. I cannot overstate this. Everyone is so nice and good. It is one of the rare places on the internet where everybody is nice and good and has a nice time and gets along. Uh, It's the go to the Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page and join the group. The group is where the action happens. All that remains is for me to say this week that we did read and enjoy a fantastic video novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix show number seven. Boy, Crazy Stacy. Next week, we're going to be reading a fantastic and wonderful watching but yes video text entitled netflix show and it's season one and it's episode eight and it's Christie's big day yes and she's i'm looking forward to that married. one it's yeah. the big day what's the big day Christie gets married maybe we
0: gonna when we <laughs> when yeah. we read this one when <laughs> we read the radio novel we were in germany which were our most famous episodes
2: is that true we were in germany for Christie's big day
0: I think so because I remember reading it on the train up to visit my aunt. In we recorded Gutenberg two
2: Germany. episodes of Germany. Is that possible? I think so. Fuck, I think so. that's crazy to think about. Because I remember the um, *Dawn and the Impossible* three one. Wow! It's now just, we're just reminiscing, and it's nice. Now for we're us, just but, reminiscing, and yeah. it's
0: nice. But uh, this—that was the radio novels. Now we're talking about the video novels. Video novels, and they're different texts,
2: and we can't compare them. We can't compare them them. and we won't. And we shan't. I would love to say as a final thing that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is
0: Tanner Greenring.
2: Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom. Drown all your dolls. Call your senator and demand your right to bear time and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now and the way she talks. You would think that boys had just been
1: invented.
3: Stacy. Stacy Miguel. Formerly of Manhattan, currently of Stony Brook, Connecticut. I'm, um, I'm working here on the beach too, so if you need any help, just tell at Law.
0: That was a headgum podcast.